Alright, what up everybody? It's Anita, and you're listening to 100% Life. Um, so, today, I'm kind of feeling in, like, an ocean mood today, if that makes any sense. Um, I'm kind of homesick, really missing Egypt right now. Really want to go back. Freaking hate quarantine, because I can't go there. Probably not going to go back until um autumn just because it's not really safe to be in egypt during these times and i really don't want to spread corona like i don't want to get i don't want to have the possibility of getting it and then spreading it it's just better if everyone sticks to their home countries and just stays where they are right now even though as much as i miss it as much as i want to go back home i gotta think about everyone else so yeah that's kind of what inspired today's episode um i'm gonna start off by talking about how i kind of got into this whole like marine conservation thing because i think if you know me personally or even if you follow me on instagram um, you know that I am pretty into that stuff. So, I think if you've listened to my first podcast, my first episode, um, you know that I lived or still live in Africa or in Egypt, more specifically by the coast, by the Red Sea, which is one of the best places to grow up if you love the ocean. Um, which it started because my dad lived there and he was a captain and he inspires me a lot when it comes to marine conservation and um, me pursuing um, a career as marine biologist once I graduate university and school and all that stuff that's far into the future but still Um, so yeah he's a huge inspiration for that he kind of taught me basically everything I know about the ocean and stuff uh, he's a master scuba diver, which is the highest level you can get when you take your scuba diving certificates. So he's very knowledgeable in that, also because he's spent a lot of his life by the ocean and um, sailing and stuff. So he, he has passed down that information to me, and now I'm very knowledgeable about that area, and I'm very proud of it. And I'm using that knowledge and information for the better, like, for example, spreading awareness about the effects that global warming has on the marine, on marine life and marine economy. And yeah, so I, as from a young age, um, I grew up spending a lot of time by the ocean, which you guys probably know if you listen to the first podcast, um... I lived a very different life if you compare it to, for example, people that have grown up in Europe or in Stockholm or wherever. Um, I was lucky enough to be able to have the ocean as my backyard, I guess, which sounds so cheesy and I hate being cheesy and emotional and stuff like that, but that's how it was. I grew up with the ocean as my backyard. From a young age, I was swimming i was not free diving i guess but snorkeling and um 
doing all that fun stuff and learning a lot about the ocean along the way. And so at the age of eight or seven, I think my dad's friend uh, and at the time his daughter was one of my very close friends. We've lost contact, but we still see each other every now and then. Um, he made a very small um, air tank for her because at that time we couldn't use those big um, air tanks that you normally use for diving because they were just way too big. And so he made one of those for his daughter and I was lucky enough to be able to use it when I was seven or eight years old because um, our parents were such close friends and they still are to this day. It's just me and um, my old friend have kind of drifted a lot. But that's okay. <laughs> um, so yeah, I was, like I said, seven or eight years old and my cousins friends I think I don't really know what relation they have to my cousins but they were like family friends of my cousins they were taking they were just doing one of those um normal test dives in a pool for fun and um so I um got the chance to test out that mini tank so that was the first time I tried diving was at like seven or eight years old just in the pool I wasn't allowed to take my diving certificate then, but if I could, I would have. And then that's kind of where I started growing my passion for like scuba diving and free diving and just being more underwater in general. And so when I was nine years old, I took another test dive, but this time with normal tanks. And uh, I grew to love it. And so when I turned 10 years old, um, this was in 2015, so I was 10 at the time, but I was turning 11 in August, but it was like in spring, so I was still 10. This was the time I was allowed to take my diving certificate. When you're 10 years old, you're allowed to take your diving certificate. So I took it, and um, if you don't know how a diving course basically goes, you start off with, um, I think it's two days in the pool or one day i'm not really sure wait i'm gonna double check that it's been such a long time i can't remember um give me one sec okay yeah i was right um so you spend um two days in a pool and you have to do while you're doing um your pool dives like in your own time you have to do some theoretical courses as well and I was lucky enough to do the course with two of my best friends and we did it in their pool in Egypt and so we had the instructor so the instructor is a friend my friend's mom and so um we already knew her and so she basically just came to my friend's house and we did the entire the the entire course at their house, and the course itself is four days long, um, including the open water dives like in the ocean. So the first two days you spend in the pool just learning about basics. For example, like um, like you learn how to 
um, use your BCD and how to assist your buddy in case your air goes out um, or in case their air goes out. What to do if you lose your regulator. The regulator is basically um, the mouthpiece, what you breathe from. How to take off your mask, how to keep yourself buoyant, how to use weights, etc, etc, etc. A lot of stuff which... Um, a lot of it you first learn during the theoretical lessons and what our theoretical lessons were it was basically just a bunch of movies that we were watching so we would sit in my friend's living room and the three of us would watch um, the uh, movies in their living room which was honestly so great <laughs> and it's probably not what a lot of people do during their diving um, when they take their diving certificate because it usually takes place at a diving center but like I said we were lucky enough to not do it in a diving center and so they were um, sisters and I, I'm just their friend um, we've known each other since I think 16 years now almost 16 years like 14 15 years um, yeah so we've grown up together we know each other really well and so we like I said took the diving course in their pool and we did the theoretical lessons, and then um, the next two days, um, you go out on your open water dives, which is basically, you go in the morning, and um, you always do two dives in one day. Um, this is not only for um, courses, this is also when you just go diving in general. Usually, you go on two dives. I mean, you don't have to, but... Um, you are given the option to go to two, on two dives, but when you're taking the open water uh, certificate or any diving certificate in general, you're required to do all of the um, dives. So we started off in the morning, I think at like 8 o'clock. We left the marina and we set off to the coral reefs. And so as soon as we get to the first coral reef, we... Um, Everyone on the boat goes to um, one of the diving instructors and they basically um, tell you what the plan is, how the coral reef looks like, how we're going to be swimming, and uh, yeah, just basically explaining how the dive is going to be. But for us, it was obviously going to be a bit different since we were taking the course. So we were not just going to swim around, we were actually going to do stuff underwater and I remember the biggest challenge that I had while taking my diving license was taking my mask off underwater. I just, I was so scared of it. Every time I did it in the pool, I would freak out and swim to the surface. And then once it was time to do it um, in open water, like in the ocean, we were like 10, 15 meters underwater. So I couldn't do that. I couldn't just swim to the surface because that would... Ugh, damage my body in so many ways <clears throat> and yeah and so I was so scared of doing it I oh I was terrified but we go down and basically I was refusing to do I was telling my diving instructor we had a different diving instructor on this day um not my friend's mom but I was refusing I was like there's I'm not taking my mask off like I was showing him a bunch of signals underwater. Oh yeah, another thing that you learn during the 
diving course is uh, hand signals that you use underwater since you can't actually communicate verbally so you use hand signals and so I was communicating I was like telling him with like a, a bunch of hand signals I was like no I can't do this like and then he just goes three two one and rips my mask off which was the best thing he could have done because I was fine like nothing happened I was calm it was okay I didn't drown. <laughs> I didn't get water up my nose because you just slowly breathe air bubbles out your nose and you're fine. And you don't have to open your eyes. It's okay. <laughs> Since I'm already used to the salt water, like the salt water doesn't sting my eyes. So I don't know what I was panicking about. I think my biggest fear was that I was going to start breathing through my nose and I would like choke. Um, But I didn't. Because, like, my body kicked in and, like, instincts and stuff and it just took care of itself. And then I put my mask on and I blew out all the water and it was fine. And he was really proud of me and we were all really happy. We were clapping underwater. <laughs> um, so that was, I was really proud of myself at that moment. And then we were just doing some buoyancy, like, exercises, how to keep yourself buoyant underwater. And then we had a little dive around the reef. It was really fun. And then we were gonna do like, um, yeah, and then we did basically all the same exercise that we did in the pool, but um, in the ocean. Like this whole buddy exercises and how to get your regulator back if you lose it and stuff like that. And then we go back to the surface and we have to take off RBCDs in the water. And I was, so I have this thing that I can't handle cold water, and it wasn't cold in the water, I was just really cold at that time, because we had been underwater for a really long time, and it was kind of windy, so when I got up to the surface, I was so cold, I was like shaking, like my jaw was like, you know, and um, he could just see on my face, I was like completely blue, and I was so cold, and I just needed to get out of the water, so I didn't have to do that, luckily, because I hated taking my BCD off in the water, it was just so stressful and inconvenient and annoying, but I know how to do it, it's just, I didn't want to do it then, because I was just so cold, so I didn't have to do that, so I got out of the water, and everything was fine, and then I complete um, my entire dive course that weekend, and um, we took our exams at the end, and we all nailed them, of course, because, I mean, if you love it, then it's not really a test. It's basically you're just writing down everything you already know, because if you love what you're studying, then you're going to be so knowledge in it that it's not going to be a problem for you to take an, an exam, for example. Um... So yeah, and then I think it was the weekend after, or not even the weekend after, it was like a few days after I took my diving course, my cousin was like, oh, why, do I, why don't I take my diving course? And I was like, dude, that's a great idea. So my cousin took her diving course, and she did it with a different company, and honestly, I like the company that she took her diving course more than the one that I took my diving course at, just because um, the guy that is the co-owner I guess is the guy that uh, is really close friends with my dad the one that built that mini tank for his daughter that I used when I was like eight years old and dove for the first time so I felt more comfortable with like that company than the one that I took my diving course at but it's fine I still got my diving license it was fun it was a great experience but yeah so my cousin 
took um, her diving course and when she did her open water dives I was allowed to go with her because I know that company really well and they know me so I was allowed to go on the dives with her and at that time I was actually the youngest diver that had ever dove in with that company before um I was 10 years old that's the youngest you can be and I was the youngest person to ever dive for that company so that was really fun I don't think anyone has beaten my record yet <laughs> but it's okay and so yeah I was diving with her and she had much more interesting open water dives than I did because she got to dive at shipwrecks instead which was so interesting um I think I was only allowed to go with her for the last day of her open water dive I wasn't allowed to go for the first one I think because um she was uh, doing a bunch of like technical stuff actually I'm not sure I don't know if I was with her for both of them I don't know don't quote me on that maybe I was maybe I wasn't all I remember was um this one day where she got to take her open water dives at two shipwrecks which was so awesome it, it was my first time diving at shipwrecks and it was such a cool experience because the first dive um I mean the first dive she was doing all the like technical stuff and uh, we were sitting on top of a wreck and she was doing all her exercises the same ones that I did and uh, it was so cool because I felt like um that wreck kind of reminded me of like Atlantis for some reason like an underwater city just because there were so many divers which usually is like horrible like a dive site with a lot of divers is just so stressful but it was kind of like mesmerizing in a way because there were like people swimming over and under things and it was kind of like Atlantis literally it was so cool and so that was the first dive um and then the second dive we went to a bigger shipwreck and it was more like an actual shipwreck like it was a boat and we were swimming on the side of it and I remember during this dive I at one point I was so disorientated because Here's the thing, when you dive, you can get disoriented super easily if you're not at the very bottom or at the very top, like if you're kind of in the middle, and especially next to a shipwreck that's like leaning on one side, it's really easy to get disoriented, and so I was getting kind of dizzy and stuff, but you just look up at the bubbles and then you're fine. Um, and it was such a cool experience, the shipwreck was huge, like we were only 15 meters down because we were not old enough to go down to 30 meters. And so it was just so cool. We saw a dory fish, I remember. I don't know what the actual name is, but we saw a dory fish. Super cool. And um, it was a great experience. And I remember during her open water dive, um, her or none of our parents actually came. Since, like I said, we know that company really well and they know us. So we were there by ourselves and we were chilling. We were having so much fun. I remember we brought like nerds with us and we were sitting on the side of the boat and we were guessing the nerd flavors. And I'm 100% sure that all the nerd flavors... Actually, no. I don't think ner nerd flavors taste the same. No, I don't think so. But we were sitting on the side of the boat and we were like guessing nerd flavors and stuff like that. And it was so much fun. And uh, then we come to where I am today. Um... The last time I dove was in autumn. I wish I could dive more than I do because I don't really dive that often. 
just because it, it's kind of a hassle like you have to book a trip and then you have to spend an entire day on that trip and it's really fun but like if you're like me and you're in the situation i'm in right now um i don't permanently live in in um egypt right now so i can't really go diving as much as i want to when i'm there just because i have other things to do um so i don't end up diving as that much but when i do dive it's a lot of fun I do have this problem with equalizing though. Equalizing is like when you release the pressure when you're underwater. It's like the same thing when you go up in an airplane and your ears get like all clogged. Um, you equalize to reduce that pressure. That's the same thing underwater. It's just a lot more painful. Or not painful, but like it's a lot harder underwater. Because you have much more pressure on you. But for the past few years, I've had this really bad problem of equalizing. And so... Most dives, when I get up from the water, I can't hear anything. Like, I literally lose all my hearing. Like, not permanently, luckily, knock on wood. Um, but, um, just for, for like five minutes, I can't hear anything, and then my hearing slowly comes back. And for that day, it's usually, like, really bad. Like, it's not like I can't hear at all, but I hear much worse than I usually do. And I figured it out the other day. It's because I've been equalizing wrong for the past five years. Um, so basically, how I thought that you equalize was that you just pinch your nose and blow. But the thing is, what I didn't, what I did the wrong way was I was blowing <clears throat> into my ears, which you're not supposed to do. You're supposed to blow into your nose. So that your nose fills up with air, so that your sinuses fill up with air, and your sinus is clear. But I didn't do that. I, like, basically put a, an, so much pressure into my ears, which is what caused um, so much pain, because I was irritating my ear canals. And also, I was not actually equalizing properly. And hence why it would take me such a long time to go underwater. Um... And so I figured this out the other day, and so hopefully when I go back, I'm gonna try it again, and hopefully it's it works. Otherwise, I think I probably have pretty small um, ear canals, which I can't do anything about unless I exercise them, and basically just get used to it. Um, so let's hope it's just my dumb self that has been equalizing wrong for the past five years. <laughs> So yeah, um, but I'm planning on taking my rescue diver course. No, what am I saying? Not rescue diver. That's a bit too far ahead. I'm taking my advanced open water and then my rescue diver. Um, so I'm really excited for that because um, I can progress a lot more and you get to go on a lot of adventure dives in your advanced open water. Uh, so yeah, looking forward for that. And also in autumn, when I go back to Egypt, I'm going to take my freediving course because for the past, I would say, three years? Yeah, three years, three, three and a half years, I think. I've really been more into freediving. Um, and I kind of got more into freediving when I um, met up 
with the same friends that I took my diving course with. I hadn't seen them since I took my diving course, and then we saw each other again in 2017, I think. Either 2017 or 2018, not really sure. Um, but one of my friends, she was, her and her dad, they were pretty into free diving. Like, they, I don't think she took any course or anything, but I'm pretty sure her dad has, or maybe he hasn't, but they were both really good. And, um, we were both, like, pushing our limits when, um, we were free diving with each other and we were, like, advancing, I guess. And so, for the past few years, I've been freediving on my own without having any actual, like, knowledge in the sport at all. Or, like, I have knowledge, but it, most of that information has just come from my dad and training with my dad. And doing a bunch of breath-holding exercises with my dad in the pool and stuff. And just him giving me a bunch of techniques on how to freedive, even though he's not a licensed freediving instructor or anything. He's just, like I said, freaking ocean a man <laughs> knows everything. <laughs> um, so yeah, he's been helping me a lot with that, and I feel like I want to advance even more. So I'm gonna take my um, freediving license this autumn. And because uh, I feel like scuba diving and freediving, they're so different. Like, you may think that they're so similar, but they're really not. Um, scuba diving is kind of more, more like a, yeah, I don't really know how to say this, because uh, it's so complicated. Like, I feel free, I feel like free diving, you're more like, this sounds so cheesy again, ew, I hate being cheesy, but um, free diving, you're more like connected i guess like in, with the ocean in a sense you have to rely on your body more you have to rely on your surroundings more you have to trust um not saying that that doesn't apply to uh, scuba diving as well but i feel like it's especially important in free diving you have to really be self-aware and you have to understand your body and how it works because without that knowledge you're not going to get anywhere you have to know your limits in freediving. You have to know how far you can push yourself. You have to know um, if you can push yourself even more. And I feel like if I get that training, then I'm going to be able to understand that further. Because um, right now I'm kind of scared that if I do push myself further without the right knowledge or education, then I could seriously harm myself. Just because it's such an extreme sport, both scuba diving and free diving, but I feel like free diving especially just because you have so much less control of the situation. Um, I mean, in scuba diving as well, so many things could go wrong. You can run out of air, your tank can be messed up, you can have air in your gear, anything could happen. Um, there could be currents, etc, etc. Same thing with free diving though, but I feel like especially in free diving, like I said, you need to be so connected with yourself that like it in scuba diving you don't really have that sense. Like in scuba diving, you don't have to worry about holding your breath, for example. You don't have to worry about um you don't have to worry about like 
keeping your mind off of holding your breath or being really relaxed. Like in scuba diving, you do have to be relaxed. Of course, you shouldn't panic underwater, but that's just in general. Just like keep calm um, underwater. That's like the number one rule, but especially in freediving because if you do panic underwater while you're holding your breath and you're 15 meters underwater you could drown like the the main reason why people drown like even if you're not underwater even if you're on the beach if you get uh, pulled away by a rip current for example and you panic you're gonna drown number one rule in the water is to always stay calm and i feel like in free diving it's so much like i said so much more different than scuba diving just because you have to understand how you stay calm. Like, you have to find your own ways of staying calm. You have to find your own ways of of doing all these things that you wouldn't necessarily have to do in scuba diving, is basically what I'm trying to say. Now, okay, I'm noticing this podcast is really long. So, I could blabber on about the ocean and marine conservation and all of that goodness for hours on end but i'm not gonna do that because i'm gonna bore you so i might make another podcast just talking about how i am so passionate about um marine conservation and my plans for the future of becoming a marine biologist so yeah i hope you guys enjoyed this episode maybe you learned something new um which i hope you did because i only know one friend no i only know two or three friends that scuba dive um so yeah hope you learned something new hope you enjoyed and i'll see you in my next podcast bye